welcome to Pred Wings Podcast, where Smashville and Hockey Town collide. And now, here are your hosts, Rhett and Ron White, Buffalo Brian, and D-Law Dan Lawless. Welcome to episode... I think we were just um, invaded by alien. Well, something. We, we, we were invaded last week for episode thirty-nine. Yeah, <laughs> what the hell happened there? Yeah, we had a little technical mishap. Um, I was. We tried to fire the uh, the tech team, but unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, their majority player here. Well, I was trying to share to link the the live link uh to our followers on Facebook and somehow it kicked me out and now it was on my phone and somehow it kicked me out on my computer. It ended the show on my computer. I have no idea why. So I'm not gonna do that anymore. And I thought, you know, usually it saves the the recording so I could thought I could piece the two together, and there was nothing there. It was like two seconds of the of the uh, of the uh, recording. So that's why, if you're listening to the podcast for episode thirty nine, that's why it sounded kind of weird. Where like it was like half in the middle of the show. So I apologize for that. It was my screw up, um, as usually it is. Um, but. Um, I know it, was, it wasn't a league uh, game, but I I was able to play uh, in a pickup game last night. I was actually playing forward, which I haven't played forward in uh, since August. So it's been a while, and I actually didn't play that bad. I just I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. Um, I had a couple breakaways. One was from a block in our defensive zone at the blue line. Blocked it off of well something you know like my cop but <laughs> i ended up with a breakaway and i that that one i tried to go five hole and he shut the five hole down but the other one the first one i just lost a puck um i did manage to go i was in front of that i actually didn't see it um but i did get my stick and deflected uh, deflected it but I, I had a couple of good shots and it was a fun game. Um, oh, oh, oh! I gotta tell you this. I, something I know won't come to a surprise from Rat and Ron. Um, on one shift, I was getting onto the trying to get on the bench or off on on the ice from the bench, and I'm I'm getting my one leg over, and my other leg was coming over, and I'm like. What the heck's going on? I couldn't move. <laughs> I'm stuck on the bench, <laughs> and my pa- my pants somehow got stuck on the boards, on the dasher boards. I don't know how, <laughs> but I I was able to get them. And I'm just glad it wasn't a game, you know, a real game. <laughs> I had to laugh about that one. <laughs> So, anything, uh, anything exciting with you guys this week? I have a little bit of breaking news going on right now in uh, my world. You guys are uh, co-hosting this podcast with the newest general manager 
of the Buffalo Sabres. I have become the GM of the Buffalo Sabres in the GM Connected Hockey League. It is a league on Discord. NHL 23 is simmed on Twitch, and I control the rosters um, from setting the lineup, making <laughs> trades, you name it. I control it. So, yeah, that's some breaking news. That's actually a lot of work. That I actually just, sounds kind of fun. It, so it does. Far, it it does sound had fun. A game yet. Now, let me ask this. Um, how did you get this position? Well, so I was trying to search for areas to post our uh, podcast on reddit and i saw a post saying that they needed a gm for the buffalo sabers and well i know a little thing or two about the buffalo sabers so i inquired on it and here i am the new gm of the buffalo sabers the predators need a gm too oh wait a minute no never mind i tried to make a trade but i missed by like an hour getting patrick kane Oh, you really want that? You you're dying oh, to have that happen. I it, it is going to happen. You heard it here first, folks. It's going to happen, whether it be. You're really feeling that, aren't you? We heard it last <laughs> year. It was like back in March, I think. Yeah, you heard it here first. Yeah, I will say that is that is truth. That is truth. He he did say it first. Well, I know Ryan is kind of boring in life, so I'm sure he doesn't have anything. I do. Oh. <laughs> what is Nothing that, like new. all work and no play, a dull boy or something like that? Yeah, well, you need to get on the ice sometime, but maybe in I the know. springtime. Maybe in the springtime. But uh, before we get started, I just I know I, I talked about this last episode, and I don't know if anyone was listening live, um, but obviously he didn't make the podcast because of my technical thing so i want to just talk about the preds naming history just so we can actually get it like officially official on the podcast um it was a saber tooth yeah so um for anybody you know they they were they could have been called the fury oh, here we go again i could i still can't pronounce that. fury fury, f-u-r-y <laughs> or the ice tigers um, but, um, and I was wrong, uh, a couple shows ago, um, as far as where they originated, um, as far as they found a, I thought I was under, I was always under the pressure. It was a fossil or something like that. I heard, I don't remember where it's from, but it was actually in 1971, they were doing an excavating for building a, a building, uh, in downtown, I'm not sure which building it was, uh, but they found a nine-inch fang of a saber-toothed tiger. A fang, yes. And they, um, in the one of the colleges down there, one of the big universities, uh, did was doing excavating and, and no tests and everything to make sure it was actually a saber-tooth. And um, this is back in 1971, obviously, but. Um, as we all know, Barry Trotz was one of the, the very first uh, coach, and he was instrumental when they when the Predators from from the get go. And he 
did some research about names and he came up with, uh, there was a team in Canada in the Quebec Junior League called the Granby Predators. Uh, it was actually, you know, obviously spelled um, with the French. So he, uh, and, and that, yeah, and that team uh, disbanded. Um, so he, and his, his, so he came up with the Predators and his idea made the cut. Now they had a final group of names. They were the Fury for, there I go again with that name, Attack and Tigers and the Predators. And then it came down to a fan vote. And obviously we all know what happened then. Night, November 13, 1997, the Predators were born. So, so again, Barry Trotz coached them. He named them. It's only fitting wow. that he comes back and runs them. Sort of named them. I mean, he... His idea. Well, without made, Barry Trotz, his idea made the, made the final four. Well, let's just put it this way: if Barry Trotz wasn't there that day, are they going to be called the Predators? Absolutely not. Yeah, it would probably probably the Ice Tigers or something. Oh, sounds like an <laughs> AHL team. Maybe the Ice Cats or the. Well, at least it's not the Coyotes. Which, on a side note, is well, no, nah, I'm not going to go there. Uh, so still a train wreck. Yeah, um, I guess that leads us into some recaps. I'm not starting. All right, I'll start because it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be quick and easy. Um, you know, Detroit was on a pretty bad, um, losing skid. They just they they just they looked lost out there. And again, they didn't have Larkin for one of the games, but he came back. They still didn't look that great. Um, you know, just real lazy. The passing was lazy. They, they can't, you know, and you can really tell they, they don't win face-offs when they need to win face-offs. Um, and they just, when, when they're struggling, they really struggle to get in the zone. They get sloppy. They have turnovers in the neutral zone. And, you know, that's, that's just what happened. I mean, it just continued right through. I mean, going all the way back to uh, Thursday the 8th against Florida, they haven't won a game. They haven't won a game. Sounds like the Predators. That's that's six games. They were on a six-game losing skid. They did take Washington to overtime, but again, they got lazy and a defensive zone face-off. They have to start winning the face-offs that matter. And when you're in the zone, you got to win that face-off or else, you know, you're just setting yourself up for them to create a play, get open, puck movement, get every, you know, get the goalie moving around. So it's 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 crucial that they start winning these face-offs. Um, but they did come into Tampa Bay, and, you know, I, I had talked about it, but that was a must-win game. It, it was finally back at home. They're on a six-game losing streak. And, again, as a young team, you don't want them to, to get start getting down. I, I have a lot of belief, and I talked about this last podcast, that some of these leaders are stepping up. I think Lalonde is really stepping up. I think his message is really resonating still with the guys, even though they're not winning. Um, but they, they went into Tampa Bay, and they, they played a great game. I mean, again, it was a lot of puck movement, guys just getting pucks on sticks. Um, you know, Ernie, my man, had a, a terrible turnover. It wasn't it, – it just – it wasn't a good turnover. It led to a goal. Um, but he made it up later on in the game. You know, he, he still played a pretty good game. 
Um, but that was a must-win game. And, you know, I also want to give kudos to the, the Wings fans for staying classy with, with Blashill. I know it was it was some dark times in recent history for the Red Wings, but they still gave him, you know, the recognition he deserved. But, it, it, you know, again, playing Tampa Bay, the Wings were shutting Stamkos down. It was getting a little chippy. They showed that they, they still had a little bit of grit, that they weren't going to back down. Um, you know, Cider laid a couple of big hits. You know, he's just... I, he hasn't dropped the mitts yet, but I don't think he's afraid. And I just, I don't know what he'll do. I don't know. I haven't seen him fight. But he's thrown some pretty big hits out there, and it, it's great to see. It, it really shakes the game up. Um, but, yeah, 7-4 in Toronto. Mata comes back, gets his third of the year. You know, if he's he's back, and he's playing some pretty good hockey. Uh, Rasmussen's staying hot. Larkin, he had a sweet top-shelf corner. I mean, it was just incredible. It was like that video. Do you guys remember D-Boss in the basement shooting in the net and it had like the sticks crossing off the corner? I mean, he just buried it right off that top inside corner. It was just a beautiful shot. Um, but, yeah, the the thing is, Larkin, had he came back after, you know, missing a few games, not really talking about his injuries too much. You know, he was asked about it, and he just said, you know, you know, if it's not one thing, it's another. So he's got several injuries going on, obviously, but he's battling through him. He had two goals, could have had a third. It was kind of it was kind of interesting. Rasmussen gets the puck in the open ice, and he's turning around, not looking to see if he's getting caught, but he was looking for Larkin, and Larkin waved him like, "Hey, go ahead, get the goal," and, and that's great. I mean, that's I think that's great on Larkin's part because Rasmussen's a guy. He's you know, Larkin's got a roster spot. He's he's a lock in in Detroit. And if not Detroit, he's got a job somewhere else. And Rasmussen probably would too, but he's not as much of a lock. So those goals mean a little bit more to a guy like Rasmussen than it does to a Larkin. Um, Cause he's just playing great hockey, but it's overall, that's the type of game that the wings need to continue to play fast paced, great zone entry. They're winning face-offs getting a little chippy. You know, they played with, with edge. They had a little swag to them in that game. So hopefully they can, they can keep that up down this next stretch. Um, and just, you know, keep the momentum going. We need to go on a winning streak here. And your predictions were a little bit, well, not 100%. Uh, you predicted a win in Ottawa and then yeah, a that was embarrassing. Washington I didn't... and then a win in Tampa Bay. So, yeah, I guess two you were for two three. for three. Yeah. I'll take that. And then um, you, um, your other Ottawa game obviously got postponed. Um yeah, that was. Yeah, that's that's going to be that's that's rescheduled February twenty seventh. And an interesting uh, side note: the NHL uh, postponed two games uh, for the weather, and one of them was the Detroit game, and the other was the Buffalo game. So it's kind of kind of interesting here. And um, before I go Wait, further, postponed? the uh, I don't, the Detroit yeah, I don't. I'm just teasing. Yeah. Yeah, it's the Detroit was yeah Detroit was traveling up to Ottawa, um, but Most you know we had talked about about this and and you know Buffalo brings up a good point. You know the guys don't want to be trapped in another city for Christmas, especially Ottawa. Well, no, I mean Ottawa's a cool city, but it's just, I don't know. I've never been there. That's a cool city. I've I've been and there my for a hockey. Cousin tournament. lives an hour south there, so <laughs> but um, and then New York. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, they just, they don't, the guys, you know, if they don't have to be trapped somewhere, then why, why force them? But, um, I, 
totally forgot to mention our social media at the top of the show. Um, so I'll just briefly do that. Obviously, if, if you're listening, oh! <laughs> Pride Wings Podcast on Facebook, Twitter. We're at Pride Wings Pod. Uh, Twitch, uh, someday soon we're going to be on video um, on another night. I'm not sure what night. The Colorado game, I didn't... I didn't get to see that game, so, and I, so I don't. And I actually and Colorado's I kind of. I, I don't right think I wanted to watch it, so I mean, I, I just more more what you know what I thought, you know, another loss. Um, but you know, I thought, you know, I thought it'd be another another loss um, when they played Edmonton at home. Um, now. I want to mention these. That what is Hines doing? Obviously, the coach puts together the lines, um, as coaches do. These are the Predators' lines versus Edmonton. Um, the first line was Cole Smith. He's you know he's a decent. Um, I don't want to say rookie. He's I think he played last year. He's a younger player, and then you got Parson in, who's a rookie. You um first first season as any time with Predators and then Colton Sissons. Not a bad line, but is that it really a top NHL first line? I don't think so. And then you got the second line. You got uh, Ryan Johansson with um, uh, Duchesne and uh, the Yak Yak of Trenton. That would have been more of a first line, maybe maybe a second line, but. And then you got the third line. You had Niederreiter, Cody Glass, and Tanner Cheneau, who's really struggling this year. And then the fourth line. You men, did, now, there's a name that's uh, that that was missing in the top three lines, wasn't there? Yeah, I know. He was on the fourth line with Novak and and uh, Granlund. Why was Forslund on the fourth line? That's what I want to know. Maybe, maybe they're trying to get a mismatch. Yeah, or maybe they're looking around. No, they're not looking. Around. I mean, it's they got to do something. I mean, they're, well, they're, they're not winning. They're not a powerhouse. They have to do something. So maybe it's a you know because I mean, well, I, I just want to look how many how many goals does he have this year right now? Nine goals and sixteen assists. And I mean, thirty-one is tied with Matt Duchesne, who just who scored. Uh, he scored in the Edmonton game, I believe, or the, uh, uh, he scored. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's not terrible. I mean, it's not great. It's not, you know, top. I mean, you have guys like Crosby, they have 19 and McDavid has over 20. Well, I guess when you're lead Thompson has over 20. Well, I guess I when, I guess when your team leader has 11, that's not too bad. <laughs> Well, but, I mean, uh, but but that's setting the bar so low. Like, well, hey, our leader that, only has eleven, but the NHL leader has like thirty. That's typical but, predators, though. That's but, the way they always yeah, I mean, But they, I mean, they, right need, now, they need that player that's got twenty, thirty goals at this at, at this mark of the season. Yeah, but I mean, you got to also think about like with with the predators, they're not winning. They're they're you know. That that saying, the blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. That's that's what they're doing. That's what their wins are. It's just the blind squirrel finding the nut. Yeah. Um, well. 
The blonde squirrel found a nut against Edmonton. Yeah, I, I, uh, I get it. I mean, you played they, them like four times. It feels like in in like two weeks. They won. They 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 somehow they won in overtime. And they that, found they found the nut. It ended their six game losing streak. So I guess something had to happen. Yeah, I mean, and and, and this is I, I do want to compare one thing, and I'll I'll turn over. I'm sorry to keep interrupting you, but I kind of feel like the Preds right now are doing like the the wings are just in the six game losing streak but i feel like the predators losing streaks come more frequently than like the red wings and i think that just shows like they're in regrowth mode and and, and the, the developing is happening and the predators still just aren't really doing anything yet well that's i mean that, and that's typical predators they're losing they've had you know they're losing streaks you know i mean it's it's been like that for years. They'll, they'll have like a five game losing streak and then they'll win some and then they'll have another six game losing streak. And then, you know, they'll, so they'll, they'll have like streaks, you know, sometimes they'll have a, a, a decent sized winning streak, but their losing streaks usually come in bunches and good teams. You, you can't have more than two losses in a row, you know, the good team good on the, or, or, if you have a five, six game losing streak, you got to offset that with a 13, 14 game win streak, which doesn't really happen a lot in NHL. No. Um, but, you know, it's just a, that's the difference between good teams and bad teams. And right now, the Predators are a bad team. And it all comes down to coaching and, and, and maybe even the GM, obviously. I mean, the, the first. They've been around for like 25, 26 years now, I believe. And they, you know, the first half of those, you know, the first 10 to 12 years, he was doing a great job. But the last half is just, uh, you know, I, you know I, I gave him the credit and everything or gave him the benefit of the doubt, I should say. And, you know, I, 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 I don't like change, and I like Poyle, and I know he's been the only GM in history, but I think it's time for a change. And I'll yeah, get, I was gonna I'll, say, I'll you, get, you, know, you get too emotional with your teams. I'll, I'll like, get change is oh, bad geez. to you. Uh, you know, and, and I'll get back. I'll get back to the GM part later in the show. Um, but um, so then they, you know, they go to Chicago. On uh, it was a Wednesday night game. Now. This, these are the lines. Um, I just mentioned the lines uh, against Edmonton, and um, and um, guess who was on the fourth line as we talked about? Um, well, the the lines for Chicago, uh, the the first line, uh, Forsberg made the first line. So I don't know what Hines is doing. I don't. Maybe he was just setting. Sending a message to Forsberg against Edmonton, I don't know, but he was on the first line with Novak, who's been playing really good lately, and then Granlund, and then the second line, um, Smith, Johansson, and Duchesne. So that was a little bit different than the Edmonton, um, and then uh, Nieder. So he switched it up. Niederreiter was on the third line with Glass and Sissons. So Sissons went from the top line to the third line. And then the Yak, Yak of Trennan, was with Parson and Ingenoe in the fourth line. And then, of course, the, and, and, um, but 
mean, I, you know, I, you know, I, we keep harboring on like the top line, you know, first line, second line, third line, but I'm thinking maybe in now today's NHL, maybe they aren't like. I mean, obviously you got a top line, but the, you know, you got the four lines and they're, you know, maybe they're not classified as four lines. Maybe they're just classified as you know that's your lines. I don't know. But I just but, want to point this out to you. You realize that the fourth line could be they, the first shift on the on the ice. Yeah, but and they also typically don't get a lot of ice time either. Um, but I guess it well, I guess it all depends on how the game is going and how the players are playing. So, you know, because So he's your duster. So He's a duster. Oh god, I forgot about that. Yeah, he's a duster. <laughs> not Forsberg. But why but why do you think it could be? I don't I mean I don't know you know Heinz. I don't follow them like you do. Well, I don't follow but Heinz. What, I know, but I mean is he the type of coach that would you know sit somebody to motivate them or oh, kind of like Tortorella? <laughs> I don't think he's smart enough. But I mean it's just I mean that's an you just paid this man a lot of money. And that's what I told you last year when they signed that contract and you and I got on here and argued. I said, I don't like these long-term contracts. Now, he could totally make a fool of me, but nine goals? I'd be paying way more. I I would not have paid anything close to what they paid him for nine goals at this point in the season. Neither would I. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. But now you, now you're stuck. Like, how do you get into a rebuild when you just gave this guy? And granted, he had a phenomenal season last year. He's a phenomenal player. He's a great athlete. But right now, he's not playing great hockey. So I think it's it of doesn't bode. But it doesn't bode well that he just got this massive deal because he's pretty much not movable. I'd really like to do. So. I need to do some research on. Um players that signed a big contract and then what what they did the next year. I wonder if that's a thing or if it's not. Do like three years to kind of get an idea and see if like some players jump, you know, come back from the dead. I mean, it could just be a slump. He could just have an off year. Like it happens. I mean, it's the same thing in any, even beer league. You might have a season where you've got, you know, 15 goals, which is a lot. Beer leaguers aren't getting Beer leaguers aren't getting eight million dollars a year either. No, they're but paying, I mean, just... they're paying eight million dollars a year. Well, <laughs> seems like it sometimes. Yeah, but still, I mean, it's just one of those things. Like we're just not, you know, I don't know. Carry on. We'll see what we'll but... see what he does. We'll see if he pulls out of the slump and what he does next year. I mean, I think this year and next year are going to be, you know, I don't want to say a telltale sign, but if he starts trending in this direction, you might be stuck. You guys might've got shafted. But the defense and that uh, pairings in that Chicago game, uh, Yossi and Ryan McDonough, who was coming, he coming back from injury in that game. So that was his first game back from injury. And then they had uh, Eckholm and Fabro. And then Lazan, who was also coming back in that game from injury, uh, he was with Carrier, and so that—that I mean that those defensive, um, and then of course Saros was in that against Chicago, which was a good thing. 
Um, but um, I was actually watching the Chicago game. Um, they play. They they actually look good. Um, I know Chicago's not a good team. They're like dead last. Um, but it didn't look like you know. Um, you know, Trenton Trenton had a breakaway, but he missed the net. <laughs> I think that's exactly what he was doing when he went back to the bench on that one. And it was a shorthanded breakaway, and it was just not even a shot on goal. See, and that's and that's the type of play that's going to help. You're you're going to win games. Or you're going to lose games. And if you're not hitting the net, you're going to lose games. Like those are. Th- those are mistakes that they need to get corrected. You can't and now, have that. And that was the that was early in the game, um, but the Predators did manage to get a goal, uh, so they were actually leading one to nothing. But then Chicago, and I was like, oh, here we go again. You know, they're in Chicago, um, and usually when they do when Chicago does that, they usually end up pulling away and, and winning the game. Um, but they scored two goals, and they were both deflection goals. Uh, they scored in 37 seconds, so really two two really quick goals. Um, one of one of the deflections actually went off of a Predator player. Uh, the other was just a nice deflection. Um, they at, at first they thought it was Kane, but it was not Kane. It was um, uh, it was a newer player. I can't remember. Um, I don't remember the guy's name now for Chicago, um, but uh, but then uh, Yossi, uh, you know he he ended up coming right back after the Blackhawks tied it up um, to give him a three-two lead, and that that goal there tied gave him the tying he tied Leguan for the most points in franchise history. Um, X wings. Well, he was a predator first. <laughs> he, I think they he just could have kept him. him. He could have <laughs> kept him. Well, that was at the end of his career, so I don't know. I, that was a Holland special. I think it was. Well, I think because Leguan was a Detroit native or Detroit area, I think they were kind of, you know, I I think he actually retired a wing, or did they go? Did he go somewhere else at before he retired? I don't remember. You talking about um, David Leguan? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't he come to the Sabers? Did he? Oh, that's right. After Detroit, didn't he? Yeah, but I don't think he retired as a Buffalo Saber. But um, so then um, uh, I had mentioned Tommy Novak when I was doing the Lions. He was he's been playing really good. He scored a power play goal, and it seems like he um, he he actually scored a year ago. Um. Almost the day it was on December sixteenth in Chicago, and um, so uh, so he 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 just has that knack against Chicago, I guess. Um, but Yossi got an assist on his goal, and that gave him the all-time franchise lead in points. So Yossi is now the Predators' franchise leader in points. Um, so congratulations to him on that. And get that out of the way. Um, and, you know, he's obviously been one of the bright spots. He's got 25 points for the Predators this season, uh, tied with Forsberg. 
So I I guess you know Forsberg's not scoring goals, but somehow he's getting them points. Um, but um, a Cody Glass uh, got a tripping call, and I, and the announcers were even mentioned this too. Um, but he literally just tapped the the Blackhawks. I don't remember who it was now um, on his shin. He literally just tapped him on his shin. And the guy just falls like like he, he got hit with a, a cannon or something. I mean, it, it was you know he didn't yank his foot. He didn't t- he didn't get his skate his blade on the on the, the guy's skate or wrap his leg stick in his leg or anything like that. He literally just tapped his stick on the shin. Now I know in beer league when that happens. I'm, I'm, Sometimes they fall, but I know people, you know, they're always, always hacking me and stuff like that just because that's, they they just like doing that to me. I don't know why, but I don't fall. And this is NHL, so I I don't know why they call that a penalty, but. You just have way too high standards for people in the NHL. Yeah, but he, I don't have the video. Falling down, getting sick. Yeah, but I mean, he literally just tapped his stick on the guy's shin, and he hits the deck. It's not. I mean, it's not. I, like, I haven't seen it, so I can't really make. A I didn't. On it. I didn't get the video of this. Um, I did. I. I don't know if you saw the video. I did send it to you, and I. I posted it on our Discord. Um, <laughs> Marazic. I don't know if he did that in Detroit. Um, he actually trying to, came trying to do the dominator. <laughs> he came out to. I don't know what he was trying to do. He'd come out to play the puck or something. Um, but Nino Niederreiter uh, was kind of been on a breakaway, sort of, and, and Mrazek, um tripped him up. Um, he did get a penalty for that, though. So they did they did call him for a penalty. And then <laughs> I, I, uh, there's another video, I, I don't know if you had a chance to see it. Uh, that was kind of funny. Um, it was, this was after that penalty penalty uh, was kind of later in the third period. Niederreier jumped into Blackhawks bench. I'm like, no, get out of their bench. You don't want to play for them. Yeah, what was he doing? It's like he almost got lost. I had no idea where he was. No, he jumped up on the I think he, he was I just know. skating backwards and just I don't know. He just jumped pitted. up and fell on the bench. <laughs> Usually the, blood, the, the the rising teams are like trying to push him out of the bench, but they were just like they were just oh, as shocked as he was. Nobody well, knew what the hell he was doing. He, he ends up on his lap. Yeah, you're like, what? The-? I think he just lost where he was on the ice and <laughs> thought he had more real estate and ran out of room. Yeah. That- <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and <laughs> the Predators ended up with a 4-2 win on that one. And uh, that that's, uh, wraps up my uh my recaps. Um, I think it was another good week for Buffalo. It sure was. The Sabres this week had the Coyotes, Las Vegas, and tonight the Lightning, but that game got canceled, obviously, due to, postponed due to the blizzard of 22 hitting Buffalo. In Western New York. Hopefully all you out there listening are safe. <clears throat> the Amrex were also postponed tonight. 
But going back to the recap, at the Coyotes, Jeff Skinner scored two goals in his first game back. Welcome back, Jeff. Tage Thompson, surprise, surprise, with a goal. Uh, Tyson Yost and Kyle Posto rounded out the goal scorers. Sabres won 5-2. to two. <clears throat> It was a good game. They uh, played well. Like I said, Skinner getting two goals on his first game back off of uh, suspension. He was missed. Moving on to the Vegas game. No Jack. He's hurt. Surprise, surprise. Actually, I'm not surprised, but anyways. Once again, Jeff Skinner opening up the scoring in period two with his 16th of the year. And again, surprise, surprise, Tage Thompson with his 26th of the season. The next goal was scored by Lawrence Pilot. That was his first of the season. He doesn't play much. He's one of he's like the seventh defenseman. Um, then after making it three one, Marsha Schultz was awarded a penalty shot. Uka Pakalukinen, who Dan loves to say, came up huge with the save. He likes to say I that will, as much uh, as he likes to say furry. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> I can't say that word. <laughs> um, Vegas scored with the goalie pole to make it 3-2 but the Sabres came up huge in the final minute to hold Vegas to two goals uh, Sabres had three goals on 18 shots it was not a very high shooting game for the Sabres but they made it work and they came out with the win so they were 2-0 on this on the week a really good week it's been a long boring week after that game because Tonight was supposed to be the third game, and obviously that's postponed. So now we won't be having a game until next Tuesday, so over a week off. Hopefully they get rested up and healthy. Yeah, they they needed that skid. I felt like they were kind of kind of losing quite a few games there for a little bit. Um, but I just can't believe Tage Thompson. You know, and I. I, I didn't really follow him too much. I, I, you know, you hear of him, but you don't really pay attention to him. Then you, all of a sudden you hear he gets a massive contract. You moron. And, and that sends D-Law off the deep end. Um, not massive. That's why I'm taking Long term, but not massive. Long, long term. But that's why. It's like that's $8 why million a year or something like that. Well, that's I why I'm that's, taking the Zup I guess that's average now. But he was going off on this kid, and I was like, you don't know what he's going to do. And he's just having a hell of a season. Like, my God, every time the Sabres play, you hear his name in some capacity. And, you know, he's he's one of those guys that's going to be the future of the NHL. And hopefully, I'm just hoping he gets more exposure. Like, I know he's talked about, but I don't think he – well, he didn't. He didn't come into the NHL at the status of, like, a McDavid. But he's playing at the level of a McDavid. So I think give the kids some credit. Like, put his face like he's got like he's only got like two goals less than McDavid. So he currently has twenty six goals, twenty four assists for fifty points. Fifty points in thirty two games. For teams, he is, right? Yep. Yeah, he's currently sitting <clears throat> third on the points list, ten behind McDavid, five behind Dreisidel. That's what I mean. And that's, the goals, that's incredible. That's incredible. He's three McDavid goals behind McDavid. Three goals. He's playing it. He's playing elite hockey. McDavid's got sixty-five points. Put the kid's face on a on a milk cart, not a milk carton, but like put him on a Gatorade bo- bottle or a you know a Wheaties box or something. 
you know, give the kid some stardom. He's playing great hockey. He deserves it. McDavid is a first overall draft pick. Tage is, I believe, 24th overall. Yeah, he's a diamond in the rough. 26th overall. I mean, still first round, but. Yeah. He was St. Louis is one of their top uh, prospects when the Sabres traded for him. So That explains everything. The Blues tend to, they always tend to uh, draft really good players, kind of like the Wings. Yeah, but he, but, you know, getting back to the Sabres, I mean, he's just incredible for them. I, I'm, I'm excited. You know, I'm, I'm don't like that they're in the East and we're going to see you guys a few times a year, but you know, I'm, I'm liking this kid. I, I think he's going to be, he's going to be one of the greats someday. I remember back if he in... keeps his, if he keeps his going. He uh, when he played for the Amerks, I don't remember what season it was, but I remember because I have season tickets. Obviously, I was sitting down at the one end, and he took a slap shot from behind the blue line on the other end of the ice. Took a slapper, his stick broke, and that puck shot so hard against the end boards, it was nuts. I can't imagine being a goalie and standing in front of his puck. His shot. I wa- I'm saying you could stand there and take that shot from Tage. He'd save it too. Probably glove hand. I think he could do it. Probably rip my glove off. I think <laughs> I, 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 I because I would challenge <laughs> you know Dan versus Tage Thompson in a shootout. I w- I would honestly love to make that happen. I think that would be the most incredible thing in the world. This guy that just ragged on you about the 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 you know, how much money the Sabres spend and how long he, they, they set him up for. But I would love to have him get his revenge on D-Law. If, if we happen to have any listeners that can get us in touch with Tage By Thompson. on me? I want even, him. Even, even, Ron, <laughs> can, even Ron can snipe But we got to video it. Now, if you get knocked unconscious, do, you, do we keep filming until you wake up and take a few more shots, or do we... I mean, if he's ripping a slapper off your face, you could be tits up. He's got his contract is seven years, seven point one million. See, no, no, I, I need to like clarify because I had told Dan and everybody that I don't like long term contracts. I'm not a fan of them. But when I said that, I'm talking about your older, you know, twenty eight year old players, like, just like, you know, Forsberg. Or Ovechkin or Crosby, like I well, just—you didn't say that. You just said you never. I, said I'm not. That. Well, no, but I'm and not. But I'm not, not old. How he's old like is he? 20, he's twenty-seven. Yeah, I mean that's eight. that's on the you know that's on the. Oh, back now half he's of old. Your, but that's on the <laughs> yeah he's on the back half of his hockey career. Twenty-eight. No, so that's what I said. I, I thought he was twenty-eight. I'm not saying he's not going to be playing at a high level of hockey. I mean, look at Ovechkin. Like, I'm not saying that's going to happen. Well, but it's just Tage a risky... Thompson's 25, so you're, are you going to say he's, he's old too? But he's just three in his prime. Three years younger. Oh, but Forsberg is only three years older, and he's on Okay, the end. but when both of their contracts end, it's he's still going to be mid-30s, and, and Tage is going to be 30. So his contract is going to end almost at the same age, you know, a couple of years after what Forsberg just got his contract at. Well, if so Tage pretty t- much after this long contract with Tage, 
they can then make that decision like they did with Forsberg and say, okay, this kid's on the back half of his career. Are we going to give him big money and a big contract or are we going to give him like a two year deal to make it a, you know, prove it or lose it. Um, and, the, and the reason, and the reason I want to make this happen is strictly just because D law put so much. I mean, he spent so much energy in putting this kid down and now this kid is showing the world that not only is he better than what D-Law thought, but he's elite in the NHL. Or maybe, so I, he heard, maybe he heard me do that, so he had to like prove me wrong. No, no, no. I want him to hear it. What episode? What You have to find the episode that you were ragging on him, and we need to send that to him. <laughs> I don't know what's in and there then, And then, I had just, to, and then I had get, to, I had to gonna, run on something. Hold on, we got to figure out how this should go down. Should it just be like rapid fire, like one timer pace? Like Dan just sits there in net, and he sits just just below the blue line. Just I'll pass pucks to him, and he just rifles him at D Law. Oh God, not you! You can't pass the puck with. Oh, and and in uh... Buffalo, Brian will be on the other side, so he's getting passes from both sides of the ice. I can't move that Buffalo fast. Brian will be down below the goal line, passing out to the point, and I'll be in the face-off circle, passing it to the point. That's how we're going to do it. And he's going to get – we'll give him one minute of rapid fire on D-Law just to put him in his place for the comments. Now that we hijacked the, the Brian's uh, recaps – all right, going, Brian's gonna going make back. Brian's gonna make this happen. He's he's the real GM quick, of the Sabers. Real quick, going back to uh, David Leguan, we need to get him on on the show. He's been a predator, a Red Wing, and a Saber. So he did retire as a Saber in fifteen sixteen. I want to know who his favorite team to be around was. Not not for like the history. We'll we'll get like that too. But just in terms of like. The team, like what team was like the most fun, the partiers, the guys that you want to like, the guys you'd want to hang out with. Well, he spent most of his year with, pre- with most of his time with the Predators, so he would. He's got a lot more stories in. With no, you're right. He was a draft pick, but you know. But then again, you know, Detroit was his hometown team, so you know he's only he was only there for a few years, so I don't know. You know that's gotta that's gotta be tough. I mean, if you think about it, like like Buffalo Brian, you're, you're a Sabers fan. I'm a Wings fan. Dan, you're a Preds fan. Like, let's say we were all elite in this area playing hockey, and you know we all get drafted. But Brian, you're gonna play for the Coyotes. Dan, you get drafted by, <gasps> by Boston, and I go jerks. to and I go to Colorado. <laughs> you moron! Like, is there gonna be? In the like, I I understand you're going to be grateful, like, oh my God, I'm playing in the NHL, I'm going to be making millions of dollars to do you know things that not many people get to do, but I'm going to be playing it on the team that I grew up absolutely hating. Like, do you think that ever? I mean, do you think that affects players? I don't hate Boston, but it's no, I just threw it out there because we always talk about <laughs> Jack Edwards and yeah. your love for him. No, actually, I think you like him more. Yeah, I just I, can't I stand him. his. I just can't stand his delivery. But it's funny you mentioned he Arizona. Likes to stuff holes. <laughs> it's just funny you mentioned Arizona because in my NHL 23 season, I got drafted by Arizona. 
Well, yeah, but I mean, but if you think about it, like, do you think that affects players? Like, look at Patrick Kane. Grew up, you know, season two for know. the Sabres. Love the Sabres. Love the Sabres. Love the Sabres. And now here he is, like a seventeen-year-old kid, and he gets drafted by Chicago. I mean, you got it. I mean, there's got to be part of you that's like, "Come on, Buffalo! Come on, draft me! Come on, let me fall to Buffalo." Well, maybe, but you know, you're as a hockey player, especially you know, a kid. You know, you're growing up, and your your dream is to play in the NHL, and then you get drafted. It's like, I don't care who drafts me, as long as I get the chance to play in the NHL. No, and I get it. Oh, I hate that song. That wild. That wasn't the wild song, though. Was no, it? see, that's a Buffalo song, and I've said that on this show before as well. It's a Buffalo Bill song. I think Felino stole it because they didn't start playing it till he was there, and then he then he said, "Oh, it's staying." <laughs> Did he really say that? Uh, last late last season, they asked him about. Um, uh, I don't remember who it was, uh, but they they were talking about oh I think they're talking about their old one uh, crowd chain or whatever because mm-hmm. I guess some of his fans wanted that back, and he's like, no, this one's staying. Hmm. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, I think all our recaps are done, so we can move into some team news. Yeah, I, don't I mean, really have much on the Predators. I've got a couple of things. Um, Magnus Helberg, he did play. I know there was some some talk last week, and this is old news now, but um, he did not play. He backed up in in Dallas, so he was he was there. Um, you know, Ned needed a little bit of a rest, took his rest, but he's back. Um, and then, you know. Larkin was injured in Carolina and he didn't come back and it was unknown when he was going to come back. Everything was very cryptic. Obviously he came back. Um, you know, like I had mentioned earlier, last game he had talked about, you know, they had asked him like, Oh, we, we saw you leave in the first period and, and you didn't return until the third, you know, what can you, what can you tell us about that? And he just kind of smiled and he goes, you know, if it's not one thing, it's another. And he goes, you know, we're just going to battle through and, you know, get the job done, you know, very cryptic. Like he didn't really say what it was, if it was a lingering injury, what the injury was. So we got to kind of keep an eye on that and just see what, you know, if we can kind of figure out what it is, upper body, lower body. Um, Hopefully he stays healthy and and just keeps going. Um, You know, talking about players staying on the ice, Verona comes back, took his little stint off. Um, You know, he's back in the lineup itching to get back in. And the Wings are really missing, you know, guys like Verona. I mean, they've got Bertuzzi out. They had Larkin out. They Verona's been out. Fabry's been out. I mean, um, Zadina's been out. I mean, they're missing five or six of their starters, and they're still producing, you know, at a respectable level in this game. So, you know, it's nice to get Verona back. we got a few more guys coming back, hopefully, in the next, you know, few weeks. And then I think Fabry's slated to come back in February. So I mean the wings could really turn upside down and hopefully go on a late late season run if these guys can get playing together and, and clicking like they did before. Um we did lose Giovanni Smith to I think he went to Florida. Florida's beefing up their their line. I'm I'm guessing it's probably an AHL contract. I haven't um 
read too much about what the plan is with with G, but I think he's going to be down in their their AHL affiliate. Um, and then the last thing, the Wings sign. This is kind of contra- controversial amongst Wings fans, and I'll get into why. It's not for any bad reason, but they signed Amadeus Lombardi. Um, he was a draft pick, and um, but they signed him to a three-year entry deal. You know, and and a lot of the talk is he's just too small, 5'10", 165. So he's he's a tiny tiny center. I mean, he's he's smaller, especially when you get guys like Patrick Maroon or especially Elmer Soderblom, who's six eight. But he's a small oh, guy, but fun. but he's. <laughs> Of course, you'd come back with that. But but the thing that, that like Chris Draper really talked about was he's got a little motor and it just keeps going. And I kind of like that thought process because if you look at the wings back during the grind line, you know, the, the grind line was that. Kind of like just, Rebeek, the little ball of hate. Yeah, I mean, they just put these guys. They just put these guys out there, and they're just they were motoring all game. Their their job was just to tire out their opponents, no matter what line they were going against. It was just to tire them guys out, and and it sounds like that's what they're trying to build up again. I know he's a small guy, but if he can just motor out there and keep guys chasing him, they say he's really quick on his skates. He's a really fast skater. Um, one of the drawbacks about him that I was reading is is sometimes he overskates the play because he skates so fast and so hard. And and Draper had said, you know, that's that's a, a quality that we would like because we can we can teach the um the breaks, we can teach the angles and how not to overskate a play. So it'll be interesting. You know, the wings are really in a rebuild. There it seems like Stevie is just trying to you know, put anything together right now and really build even more of an identity. So maybe this kid will have a fit. Maybe they want to speed the roster up. But I think they're coming out of the rebuild. Yeah, I mean they they they're slowly coming. I mean they're still a couple years away. It's this is not a one year process. You know, a couple more years, let these kids mature, get a couple more guys up. Um, you know, and I mean they still have Simon Edvinson down. In Grand Rapids, I mean, they have, they have some pretty talented hockey players that are just ready to come up. You know, they they could be fillers right now today if it wasn't a big cap game that they have to play. So, but yeah, that's all I have for, for Wings news. You know, nothing nothing too pressing. Well, the uh, Detroit is fourth in the division. So they're, you know, they're... They're respectable. They're, they're, they're not too far. I mean, obviously the top three is where you want to be, but... Uh, and they're not that far behind Tampa Bay. Um, so, you know, maybe this is just, you know, they're ahead of schedule, but yeah. I, it's still early. It's still too uh, early to make that determination, in my opinion. I really don't have any press news. Um, just, you know, tonight they're wearing, again, and obviously not, not going to be able to do a recap of this game tonight because it's still going on as we're recording. Um, but they're wearing their reverse retros again. So um, it's like they've been, uh, they're almost becoming. They're going to keep wearing them until you they're buy them. You get $200 to, for me to buy one. Maybe we can take donations. We're not going to take donations. <laughs> okay. Dan's, but Dan's the, you metal know, cup. They're wearing them. I don't. I mean, I like them. I mean, they're really sharp, but they're kind of wearing them. I don't know. I guess a lot of teams are wearing them now, maybe because of the holidays. But I don't know. I mean, are they going to keep wearing? 
Wing Warthers twice. I'm so, good. I'm good with it. You know, I, I, I think they need to like put them away. You know, after this game, you know, at least for a couple months. You know, maybe towards you know later in the season. But obviously, you're not going to. Well, they're not going to make the playoffs anyway. But maybe, maybe, maybe put them on. Maybe, maybe wear them the March 14th game when I'm there. Um, I think, I don't think, uh, I think Brian already talked about some Buffalo news or does he have more? Nope, I'm good. Uh, I guess we can move into some NHL stories. Yeah, I didn't have a whole lot this week. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know if you guys saw, did you guys see Carolina? And I still feel that they're, they're, I know they're lighting up a rookie. Florida, uh, Philadelphia was playing their rookie goalie tonight and they were lighting them up. Yeah, I mean, well, you got to give the. I mean, Carolina's—they're a hot team right now. First of all, second of all, I—I I still think that they're going to be Whoa. an up-and-coming team. What you? Philadelphia came back at six to five. Now they had a six to two lead. Carolina. Oh, it's like you jumped under your chair. Oh, you mean this? <laughs> yeah, close. But yeah, Carolina's—they're on, on a good. You know, they've got. Um, they're on a seven-game win streak right now, and they—that was without Sebastian Ajo. I mean, just imagine putting him back in the lineup. Who who's returning tonight? I believe, right? Yes. Yeah. So he's has he done anything tonight? He has minus two. Two shots, fourteen minutes and forty two, uh, fourteen minutes and forty two second uh, time on ice. Yeah. Well, doesn't prove my point too well, but <laughs> he's playing not that great. Maybe he should go sit again. Bench him. No, but he's going to find his legs. He's, he's going to come back, and he's going to be a huge asset. I mean, the kid's phenomenal, but he, he'll find he'll find his groove again. Don't you worry. And that's just going to make Carolina that much better. What do you got, Buffalo, Brian? I said Brett Burns had 20 minutes ice time. No, in the whole game. I mean, I know he's a defenseman, but that, that's a That's one period. Well, actually, Pesci, Pesci actually has – Pesci actually has more ice time, 21 minutes, so – but still, that's that's a lot. That's a lot of ice time for a defenseman. Actually, you know what? You know what? You're right. Defensemen they play a lot more minutes. There's only six of them. Or if you're the Predators, four. <laughs> but that only happened in one game. That just happened to the Wings. They had two defensemen go down. Sounds like the Predators a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't good. Did you want to talk about some rookies? Yeah, you know what? I I, I kind of do. Um, you know, obviously having. The Calder Cup here in Detroit, uh, with with Mister Apple Mo, Mo Apple Cider. You know, I think it's interesting. Let's, you know, I, I like to look at see look and see who you know who are some of the up and coming kids that are going to be, you know, creating problems out there. And I found the most updated list that I could find um, has Shane Pinto for the Ottawa Senators. Um, you know, he's. You know, he's got 10 goals right now, and he's only one goal behind behind Berniers, but we'll get to that. Uh, but he's playing, you know, he's playing really well. He's played in um, 23 games. I want to say, I want to give a little mention to, uh, I know he's in the Central Division, so I'm kind of, um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of partial to that, being in the same division as the Predators. But the Jets, um, Cole Perfetti. Yeah, he's next on the he's, list. He's got 20 points and I know Yeah, but the nice thing about Cole Perfetti is is they've they've found a kid that they can I don't want to say start building around, 
but you know they found that they definitely found a building block to the rebuild and that's the well, first step of, of hitting a true rebuild actually Winnipeg is they're they're having a second in the division one point behind Dallas with 43 points um so yeah but I mean he's leading you know he's leading the charge um so you know and and the Jets they're they're a little bit of surprise maybe uh Later, more towards the All-Star break, uh, we can go into some surprises. Because I think still it's still too a little early to talk about surprise as far as team surprises. But, yeah, uh, but I mean, the, the kid's playing hot. I mean, he's playing with, with Blake Wheeler and, and Pierre-Luc Dubois. I mean, you know, the, again, like I said, he's a bright spot to this lineup. I, I really think that, you know, they've got something special in Cole Perfetti. I think he's going to be good, you know, for, for years to come. Um, and again, it's nice to have that generational player that you can have that building block, you know, and that's what Larkin is now. And then eventually my guess it's going to be, uh, Mo Sider. So, I mean, it just, you want to have that cyclical, you know, evolution of, of, you know, key players to keep that team going. So Cole Perfetti definitely fits that. Um, and, do you have anyone else? Because I I can go keep going through the list here. Oh, and he's Go ahead. And, and he's not even uh, the top of their team. I mean, he's he, he's he's a good supporting cast. You know, they got you know like six other players that are above them in points. Uh, so they you know they're the, you know they're they're having a good season as far as you know balanced scoring. Well, here's here's the next one, um, Matias Maselli. From Arizona Coyotes. Now here's another bright spot. You know, like I had said before, it's nice to get that cog to start that rebuild. And Arizona definitely needed, and they've got some good players on their team. Don't don't get me wrong. Um, but you know he's he's having a good he's having a good he's only 22 years old. Um, he's got 18. I think he leads. If I'm not mistaken, I think he leads the rookie class in assists. I'm not sure if that's changed, but I did hear that the other night. Um, I'm just looking here. It looks like he might have 18 of them. 19. He does lead the assists column. 19. So, so he is still leading that. But, yeah, I mean, he's just – he's playing really – he's playing great, great hockey right now. Um, number two on this list, Logan Thompson. You know, I, I don't – I don't have him followed the Calder Chase and – you know, I just not something I'd always been interested in. A little more partial now that the Wings had recently won it, but a goalie, Logan Thompson. You know, he's playing phenomenal. Two point six two goals against. Um, I guess see how old he is. Twenty five. Oh, yeah. So I mean, twenty five. I mean, that's he's still a year younger than Bunting on Bunting's run. Fifteen but, wins and eight losses. Well, Bunting that, could be Bunting could be fifty and still be a rookie. Yeah, according well, I mean, to the NHL. But yeah, I mean the the kid's playing. He's playing great, great hockey right now. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's always good to have that generational goaltender. Just like I said with players, they're they're just as important. So I I think he's he's going to be good too. Man, there's but, there's some good players in this one. Matty Berniers, you know he he's number one. I mean the kids, the kids also playing phenomenal. He's got. How many goals do you have now? 12? 11. 11? 11, 14 assists. So he's got 25 points. Yeah. This is a good rookie class. Now, um, 
kind of taking a little uh, revert, backing up a little as far as NHL news. I, I don't know how we totally skipped this, totally missed it. I have no idea. I don't know if it's because you don't want to hear about it or anything because you, you're maybe you're in denial, but Ovechkin tied Gordie Howe for second in the goals list. Um, then they he did it against the Jets. That was yeah, tonight. The Wings shut him down. That one. was tonight. That, that was tonight. Okay. Yep. Um, yep. You know okay. that's okay. Mark Howe got on there, and he he's you know he that's Gordy's son, also a Hall of Famer. Um, you know he played against his dad in a game. Gordy was playing for Hartford and. Mark was playing for the wings and Gordy actually had a goal that game. Um, but he got on there and he said, you know, my dad would be very proud of this accomplishment. He did anything to further the game of hockey. You know, he was a true ambassador. So he would be right there to shake Ovi's hand and congratulate him and tweet him if he knew what that was. And um, so, yeah, I mean, the fans, I don't think the fans care. There hasn't been too much banter or upsetness about it. You know, Records are made to be broken, and Ovechkin's just when's he gonna stop? I'm just waiting for him to break Gretzky's record. Maybe probably that's be, what he wants to do I mean, next year. Probably, I don't know, uh, maybe the year after, but it's got to be. I mean, I don't think he's only got a couple years left, if 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 two, maybe only a year. I don't know, but well, yeah, yeah. I mean, look at this, Yager still playing. Well, well not in NHL, he might be playing in his league somewhere. I think he's got a team somewhere out in, you know, in Czechoslovakia or somewhere in Europe. So he's still playing professional hockey, just not NHL. It might it might actually be NHL level, but maybe who knows? I don't know that kind of level. I mean, well, that's a I mean, like, that, that's a different type of hockey over in Europe. So it is. Know, it might it might be just as good. Who knows? But yeah, I mean, I don't know if I don't know if Ovi's going to be stopped. I I bet you I bet you'll get. I'm going to say five, I'm calling five more seasons out of him. No, I don't. That's a stretch, but I think he's, he's like, almost, he's what, 40? Gordy Howe 30, played till 40. he was 52. He's 37. So, yeah, I mean, he might be able to make it till 40. I don't think I he'll think get, I don't think he'll make 40. it to 42. Maybe, but he's had a lot of injuries and a lot, a lot of hits. You know, that takes a toll. He does. On your body, but. Um, speaking of hits, uh, that kind of moves us into the fines and suspensions category. Um, and I don't remember if we, I don't know, I don't think we mentioned this last episode, but uh, Hurdle. Um, Tomash? I think he, yes, he plays on the Sharks. He was suspended two games. I don't remember why. Do you remember what that was for? What he was suspended for? Yeah, he, he was suspended two games for something. I don't remember what. High sticking. But okay, oh yeah, yeah okay. okay. I briefly remember that now. High sticking. I think it was like an inadvertent high stick. Um, I don't know if he, I don't think he got a penalty on that play. I don't. I don't. Excuse me. I when I saw the story, he was not penalized. I think it was an inadvertent high stick. It, I, it was inadvertent, but I mean, it was his actions were intentional, but the outcome wasn't intentional. So there was some jostling going on. He he gets a cross check right to the you know right to the forearm. So he goes to give one back, and his stick just kind of went out and 
and caught him right in the face. And he went, he actually, it looks like he went to go cross or slash him in the arm and caught him in the face instead. So he got four cross checks. Yeah. He went to go whack him in the chest and caught him in the face. So he definitely, yeah, he got, he got him good. And then, uh, and then your favorite player, Austin Watson, um, he was fined the maximum, uh, $4,000 for a hit on Larkin. Which there was no penalty called on the play. I know you probably saw that game because um, it happened against Larkin. Um, did, does that? Did, do you remember that play? Which one was it? Um, he did not get penalized, um, but he hit. He Watson hit Larkin, and he did not get a penalty, and but he got fined four thousand dollars. I, I'd have uh, to see the video. I, I do remember. I he, do plays, rem- he plays for Ottawa, so it was obviously the first Ottawa yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, um, it, it happened it down in the corner. Happened in the first period, twelve uh, fifty-five of the first period. Sergachev, uh, he was fined five thousand uh, dollars for slashing. Uh-huh, here we go. That guy. That name comes up again. Michael Bunting. Um, he was, he did get a penalty, um, obviously, you know, happening against Toronto and, and, and their favorite player bunting. Um, I didn't see the I didn't see the hit, but that happened. That also happened. That happened late in the first period. Um, 1953, the first period. So it was like seven seconds left in the period. So he must've got under his skin. Well, that's when he was, and, he was uh, um, he was pushed off the ice. And oh, okay, you saw okay. Did but you see he that? Got, um well he was penalized for the play, but he didn't get suspended, but he did get fined. Now if Watson is Watson was fined the maximum of four thousand dollars, Sergio was fined five thousand. I that doesn't make sense. Obviously four it can't four thousand can't be the maximum. Or does it depending on the contract? The, the, how many? I have no idea how that works. I'd have to research that. Because it says he was fined the maximum. Oh, yeah. Uh, Watson, the maximum allowable under the CBA. Oh, and that was for interference. Okay. And then uh, Sergachev was fined 5000 Um, The maximum allowed under the CBA. Maybe well, that was for slashing. So maybe maybe it depends on the type of penalty. Although Watson didn't get penalty and Sergachev did, so I I don't know. But uh, moving on to the next one, uh, Mason Shaw. He is on the Wild. He got suspended two games for kneeing Yevgeny Shvechnikov. That happened in the second period of San Jose's 5-2 win. I was watching part of that game, but I don't remember seeing that play. Yeah, I don't and remember that I don't, either. I don't have a video of it, and they don't have a video on here. Uh, he did, Shaw did get a five-minute major in a game of misconduct for that. And Feshnikov was able to return for the third period. He was going in for a check. He wasn't lined up correctly. Lifted his knee and went knee on knee with... Yevgeny uh... Smeshkov. Well, now, was that the one that was on Detroit? Or was that Andre? I could get no, those two. We had Andre. Oh, okay. All right. 
Oh, that's it. So special confidence was always in the Sharks. No, no, I get him. Andre is uh, which one's on Carolina? I don't even know because he was um, irrelevant in Detroit. I think. I think. Yeah, have, I think that's Andre because I think Evgeny's on the Sharks. Y- yeah, Evgeny is who we had. Okay, so he. Okay, so they they shipped him to San Jose. Or was yeah, that a free no? Agent? He went somewhere else, and then I think there. Oh, right. breaking news! Oh, so that's another Gordy Howe. Another breaking news. Eight oh two. Oh, that's going insane. On. That's going on right now. Yeah, man. How does how, he's he's unstoppable? Must have been emptying that goal in nineteen minutes. Oh, that's easy to do. They probably just gave him the puck and says, here, score 802. Yeah, he's, what? <laughs> it was empty now. I guess it's so. It I guess. Evgeny Kuznetsov oh, gave him the oh, apple. Yeah, that's, yeah, I was going to say, it's unselfish play, obviously. And that's his that's his buddy. They're, they're in line mates for years. That's cool. But um, now, ever since, you know, Poyle, did that Tovid and screw up? Um, obviously, maybe it wasn't such a great, uh, wasn't such a bad move, other than losing him for nothing. Um, I guess you can't really do a Tovid and watch because he's yet to play a game for Seattle. He's been scratched every game since they called, since they claimed him, and I mean, obviously, they can't send him down because he'd have to clear waivers. But why claim him on waivers knowing that you can't send him down to play in AHL when if the Predators could have set you know, they obviously were setting him down so he could be playing in the AHL with Milwaukee. But they stole him by claiming him, and then obviously they can't. He's stuck because they're not playing him. They're scratching him. So he hasn't played a game since, like, November uh, which is, I think it was his last game with the Predators. So he's just sitting there not doing anything. He's not going to get any better. you got to play to get better, and they can't use him because they obviously can't sum down because they're going to lose him. I mean, they don't have anything to lose because they picked him up on waivers. But You would have I mean, liked I, to have at least seen the Predators try to get, like, even a fourth-round draft pick. Well, that I just want him to play. He needs to play. I mean, it's like – I mean, What does it guy, matter if he's not playing for you? A guy, a guy with that talent, with that thing, with that kind of ability, needs to play somewhere. And if I mean, I know two other teams would have claimed him, but maybe they would have actually put him in their lineup. So, but I just I don't, I, I don't understand the process. No, but see, that they're not playing him. See what I'm saying? Sit somebody, you. sit somebody, and then put them in the lineup. But my point is, if you're going to claim them on waivers, you got to play them somewhere. Why would you claim them on waivers if you're not going to play them? Just to try. Maybe to they don't have a spot what, for him yet. Maybe they're waiting oh. for somebody to get hurt. He's probably going down. He's probably going to go down and play in the minors for a little bit. And then well, when, when the timing's right. Moving on. Yeah, but I mean, there's all kinds of things that could be happening with him. I mean, I think he was trying to trade. They couldn't trade him. They they put him on waivers. If he if he, you know, made it through waivers, he was going to go down to the AHL. And somebody claimed him just to say, "Hey, let's give it a try and see if it'll work out." Yeah, well, I mean, it didn't they quite didn't work out. Or, hey, it could just be they, they, they might see something in, that they, he, he, he hasn't even 
put on a jersey. He hasn't even no, put a like, cracking jersey on. But that's what I mean. Like like what Brian said, they might set him down because he's just not ready yet. So he might be an NHL player, but he just needs to develop a little bit more. Yeah, well, he can't you even play realize. for their – But he can't play for the AHL, for Seattle's AHL team because he has to clear waivers, obviously. Well, we'll see what happens. The other day um, – the Predators signed Jordan Gross, who was playing really hot. They sent him down to Milwaukee, but they did that because at that time, they, they sent him down then because if he had played one more game, he would have had to clear waivers. So that's why they sent him down before the next game so he, he wouldn't, so they wouldn't lose him. So that's actually a smart thing that Poyle did on that play, on that move. Yeah, it's just that it's knowing the rules on and knowing, you know, you're the, playing you the know, salary game. You're knowing how many, you know, knowing your players and how many, you know, how long, how many they've played, and it, you know, it's just and I'm just surprised. I mean, I guess it shows that Poyle is smart that way, but I don't know what he's thinking. I don't know. Maybe, maybe if he just gets rid of Heinz, then I can get off of Poyle's back a little bit. You, you fall in love with traditions and people, and because he was the original, you can't let him go. And Pecorine was the only goalie that was ever worth a crap in Nashville, and you didn't want him to retire. And um, you know, you just hate when everyone retires and. You know, a coach, okay, they can come and go. They're they're only here for the short term. You know, they bounce around a little bit. Um, so you're not stuck with them for long term. But I guarantee you, if they are adequate, not good, not excellent, but if they're adequate for the next three years, you're going to be wishing, oh, well, Heinz, I, why would they get rid of Heinz? They can't get rid of Heinz. Heinz is the guy. No, you you can't fall in love with these guys. Poyle hasn't done anything to. I never liked Heinz. I didn't think. I, I no, didn't. No, I know. I'm just using that as as an example. But like Poyle, you can't just love the guy because he's an original. He sucks as a GM. He's terrible. He hasn't won you a cup. He's got you one President's Trophy. That's it. And you're not in a rebuild. You're not blowing the league out. So yeah. where are you? You're oh, just kind of there. Who cares about the President's Trophy? Yeah, it's a curse. But, uh, does, Brian, do you have anything on the Where Are They Now or Tuckle Eichel watch? I sure do. So, in some Amherst news, three former Sabre Amherst players announced their retirement this week. Brendan Gooley, Alex Biega, and Andrew Hammond, who also is known as the Hamburglar, who went 21-2 and in his first 24 NHL games for Ottawa. Um... Kind of odd how they all retired same week, same day, I think. Uh, former Amherst Sabres players, but moving on. I'm going to start a new uh, section every week called Where Are They Now? Looking back at a former Sabres player and kind of going through a little history of them. <clears throat> so this week, we're going to look at Braden McNabb. The Sabres traded Braden and two draft picks who turned out to be Eric Cernak and Alex Lintianemi to the Kings for Hudson Fashing and Nick Laurier. McNabb was selected and still plays for the Vegas Golden Knights. And Cernak mm-hmm. is on Tampa Bay. Correct. He's played for them for several years, so he has several cups. Um, Hudson Fashing was traded to... 
Arizona for two pieces, and now he plays for the Islanders. Nick Delorier was traded to Montreal for Zach Redman. <gasps> and Delorier still is currently, excuse me, playing for the Flyers. Zach Redman was the AHL top defenseman in 2019. He was also my favorite Amherst when he played for us. And I was sad when he left to go to DEL after the AHL shut down for COVID-19. Um, so I misspoke when I said we're going to go over one player on this topic. I'm going to go through the whole trade tree, basically, for a player. But this week it was Braden McNabb. Moving on to the Tuck versus Eichel watch. Obviously, Eichel's still hurt, so there's no advancing of his stats. He still has 29 points in 27 games played. He's stuck at 29. He can't get that 30th. Well, he's got to play before he can do that. And Alex Tuck had a good week. 15 goals, 20 assists for 35 points in 32 games played. So... It's looking very well for the Sabres right now. He's turning into a playmaker. He's getting more assists and goals. Yeah, it helps when you have Tage Thompson on your line. That's all I have for this week. Man, it's just I keep hearing that kid's name. Like, freaking Tage Thompson, Tage Thompson. You moron. Yeah, I, I think, and, and I know we, you know, Dan argued this a little bit last week, but Eichel's still on Buffalo. He's hurt. He's not playing, and he's not putting up points. And Tuck still is. He's more durable. He's playing. He's getting more opportunities. So yeah, I agree with you, Brian. I I think uh, I think the Sabers win out on that deal all day long, at least for now. What do you think, D Law? I think it's time to go into some AHL uh, updates. Well, the Admirals they snapped a four-game losing streak with a huge five-to-two win against Chicago Wolves. Wolves. Furry. Oh, no. <laughs> Not the Fury, the Wolves. It's a Chicago team, and it's a division game, too. Uh, but they, the Admirals are currently second in the division behind Texas, the Stars for uh, AHL team. Uh, so they have 34 points, and they're also ninth in the league. Um, but that's all I have for the Admirals. I just want to mention briefly um, – you know the Admirals, you know, really doing good. You know, again this year they were one of the top teams last year, and the year before, or maybe it was the year they got shut down with COVID, they were the top team in the AHL and probably would have won the Calder Cup. Although, like you know, it, it's kind of a moot point because they obviously canceled the season that that year, so we don't, we'll never know. But um, uh, Scotty Nickel actually he wasn't actually the GM that year. I think he I think this is only his, like his second season as an Emeralds a GM, but he's he's doing a really good job. Um, and I just wanted to briefly, you know, I, I had mentioned earlier about the GM and maybe you know who knows what's going to happen in the, in the next in the near future with the Predators GM, but. Maybe the next GM, Predators GM, will be Scott Nickel. Um, I mean, I know AHL and NHL are two different worlds. You know, he, he you're really good, really good uh, GM in AHL, 
doesn't mean you're going to be a good GM in the NHL, but you know, that's true. A lot, a lot, a lot of a lot of GMs have had AHL experience. Um, so I just want to just want to throw that in. You know, um, see we'll see see how he keeps progressing. Um, now moving, moving yeah, on to the, the Griffins. Who the Griffins, aren't. they've uh, they've kind of stunk it up this year. So Detroit's got other... players. Well, yeah. As soon as ours come back, they'll go down. Um, but you know they they've dropped three of their last four. They had back to back against the Hartford Wolf Pack. Um, they lost. They got freaking goosed in that one. Uh, then they lost six to four again. Um, at home against the Wolf Pack. And then uh, they came back and lost five to one. They're you know, against the Wolves. And then they ended up winning in overtime eight to seven <laughs> on the on Thursday against the Wolves. And yeah, they're just a moron. They're just not playing very, very good hockey at all. Um you know, like we said, we you know, there's a lot of guys that are up right now and um you know, and, and, you know, the, the, the team leader is no, you know, it's not a, it's a, it's a name that you're not going to, um, forget it's Terrell Hirose. He's played a few years with the wings. Um, he, he's leading the team with 27 points right now with seven goals, 20 assists. Um, Danny O'Regan, they, they just got him. Uh, they just signed him. He's got 28 games played and he's got five goals, 16 assists. Um, you know, wasn't wasn't he part of that trade? He played for uh, just, yes. He played yes. with uh, Jack Eichel in college. Oh, did he? he? Former, oh, no he former Amherst. Oh, is there going to be a Eichel to Detroit move? No, he was traded to <laughs> Buffalo for uh, Evander Kane. Oh, no kidding! I love that played. reaction, though. No, and then. uh you know they've got Austin Zarnak, who's who's up there as well. He's playing with Detroit right now, so it's kind of it's kind of hard to measure his his stats. Um, the nice thing is they've got a bunch of guys on this list that can come up and plug holes with with Detroit, but they just you know they're not they're not a good they're they're also young. I mean Chase Pearson, he's he's a young kid, but. Yeah, they're just not putting it together very well this year. So I don't know. Hopefully they can they can change that. And the Griffins, obviously, you know, you kind of touch on they're they're in the same division. The Admirals are sixth in the division with twenty three points. Yeah, they're still in sixth. Um, but I don't know. Well, it's a long season. It is. Um, the Amherst were they idle this week? Other, they might have had one game. I believe they played on Saturday. They're currently second in the division behind Toronto, who always seems to be leading the, that, that division. This seems like it. I don't know, maybe now, but uh, the Amherst have thirty points. And kind of a side note, I know AHL and NHL are different, you know, totally different, and I just touched on that. Um, but the Sabers have thirty-four points, and the Amherst have thirty. So they're they're about. I mean, I don't know as far as the games played. I don't know if it's it's about the same or whatnot. But uh, the Amherst are fifteenth in the league, so just a little bit below the Amherst. But I think they'll uh, 
they'll be up they'll be in the top 10 for too long so talking about giovanni smith he uh he actually just got into a fight recently with matt martin for florida so like i said he's beefing up their they're beefing up their lineup so i'm hoping you know on a side note here I'm kind of hoping the teams are going to start beefing up after that Reeves hit because I would love to see the Enforcers come back. Bring back the Ice Guardians. If you haven't watched that movie, you have to watch it. It, it just explains so much about it. But bring them back. Bring them back. Bring them back. The NHL needs them. Thank you. Thank you. But, yeah, let's uh, let's beef it up. Okay, sorry about my side rant. Thank you. Oh. Thank you very much. And that moves us into our previews for next week. Mine's kind very of a, short, so kind very, of a, very, very short. Kind of a uh, no, not a, not too too long of a week for the Preds. I mean, obviously tonight they're playing, um, which they, it's recording, so I might be able to watch it sometime during the week. But they're uh, they got Colorado tonight, which is going currently on now, but I'll have to recap that one next week. Um, obviously, I mentioned it's a reverse retro jersey night. And then they got to play Dallas. Um, I think they're going to lose that game. You know, they just Dallas just seems to have, have the present numbers at the last couple of years. And then uh, next Friday, um, obviously, probably probably won't be able to recap that next week because that's another 8 p.m. game on the 30th of December, and that's at Anaheim. It's an afternoon game. I'm not sure yeah. why. Um, I'm not sure why it's at five o'clock. It's on the 30th. That's not even New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. Yeah. But um, um, but that's all we got for the Preds for next week. Well, I can get into the wings. I mean, obviously, we talked about, you know, how they're postponed now. They're supposed to be in uh, in Ottawa. Um, didn't quite work out. So now the wings have, uh, let's see, Wednesday. They're in Pittsburgh. And then Thursday, they're in Buffalo. And that's all I games. got. Yep, I might go to that Buffalo game. Like I said before, I think I think I'm gonna go to it. You want to take some of your co-hosts? I'm gonna I'm gonna rep I'm gonna rep the red and white. You want, uh, we won't have our shirts by then. I'm gonna rep the red and white. But that's all I got for previews. Better than the blue and gold. Well, when you're rooting for the team in red and white, <laughs> I'm just nervous because it. Buffalo's got their freaking number. Buffalo's got everyone's number. Starting yeah, with the Columbus it. Blue Jackets on 1227. And then we'll also have the number of the Detroit Red Wings on 1229. That's all I got this week. Oh, so another great episode. Episode 40 is coming to a close. You can find us on Facebook at Pred Wings Podcast, Twitter at Pred Wings Pod, and on Twitch Hold on. at Pred Wings Podcast. Before we end as well here, as Discord. before we end, let's just, I want to go through, and I, I think the Wings are going to win both of their games. I think they're going to, I think they're going to finally get Buffalo's number. And I think they're going to take Pittsburgh. Okay, and I, I think yes, I did mention. Oh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't mention. Um, I think the Preds will win in Anaheim. I kind of got off on a rant there. Um, so I did say 
Well, I said Colorado would lose, but I don't want to be any spoilers for tonight's game. And then I said Dallas is going to lose. What do you think, Buffalo, Brian, on your guys? I'm going with two wins for this week. Are you? Mm-hmm. That's not. Ooh. Well, now I might really have to go to the game. We shall see on 1229. We shall see. You should get your tickets to the game. Well, he's an Amherst season ticket. He's an Amherst season ticket. I'm sure you could get a discount. I got. Work. I got. I'm a GM of a hockey team that takes up time now. I got lots of things going on. I don't have time for these little hockey games. Well, you're gonna have to give us updates each week on uh, on what your moves were in the NHL. Yes, there's going to be a, another section added to the podcast for uh, fantasy trades that happened in my fantasy league. Now, is this on like a the uh, platform game, video game, or is this, this like is, fantasy? This is NHL 23. I don't know what platform. Okay, it is streamed so, on uh, Twitch. Probably it's it could probably either PC or the other two consoles. I'm not gonna. We don't. We don't, we don't get. Uh, uh, how do you get advertising? Into so see what I think we have to do, D Law. I think we have to go in and strong arm the worst team in the league. So we'll just find whoever's tanking and whoever's playing terrible and we'll just strong arm that GM to get out. Like who who do they report to there, Buffalo Brian? That'd be the commissioner of the league. So the commissioner of the league would then hire and fire GMs. I ran an online I ran an online league uh do you know this guy? I'm gonna look this up right now. While while we're while we're online here, I'm I'll send you. I'll send you an invite to the league. Can I control a team? Like as far as like playing the game? No, we don't play them. They sim it, and if like somebody oh, gets hurt, then we got to figure out who's gonna be the lines. And that's my guess. I mean, I guess I don't know that for sure. Oh, that's the way oh, I believe I it you, works. Oh, I thought you actually played. Maybe we can start our own Fred Wings podcast league. You're in charge of that. Games like that. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I got too out. much stuff to go on. All right. Then. So I guess that's a wrap. Um, you know, always follow us on our socials, Twitch coming. Uh, we got to figure out when we're going to actually do our video, uh, video show and what, and how, how we're going to do that as far as content. And then uh, you can also get us on Discord. There's a public section on there. You can chat with us. We haven't been, we haven't set up a, a voice chat on that yet, but maybe sometime we'll do that. Thanks for tuning in to the Pred Wings podcast. Good night, Hockey Town. Buffalo. See us, Nashville.